You're listening to episode 24 of the We Got the Runs podcast. In this podcast, we'll talk about running and cross-training with Morgan Wright. Welcome to the We Got the Runs podcast. We're your hosts, Letty and Angela, and we invite you to join us as we talk about all things running. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to make running a favorite part of your life. Hey, runners. Hey, Angela. And runners. And runners. <laughs> hey, Letty, what's up? What's up with you, Mrs. It's almost your birthday tomorrow. Yes, birthday tomorrow. Super excited. But how are you? Birthday last week. Birthday last week, just getting older, <laughs> feeling older, you know. Getting younger every day. Yes, Benjamin Button effect. Yeah. Wouldn't mm. that be great? That would be great. Or yeah. kind of weird, because that movie is kind of weird. I know. But I feel like as we age, well, for me, I feel like I'm maybe mentally going backwards. <laughs> That's a good thing. In a good know, way. Is it? Yeah, why not? I feel like people who live the longest. So I worked in a senior living facility for a little while. And the people who lived the longest had the best mindset. They were also very hardworking and unique people. And they would live up to like 199, really interesting, even 102, some of these people. Oh, I thought you said 199. Oh, no. I don't think that's possible. I don't want to be old that old. Because <laughs> at that point, you know, you pray. Not really moving much. Yeah. And people not. have to wipe your butt. <laughs> but you can live up to 112. The older we get, the younger our friends get because it just feels like most of our former friends either, you know, you get a whole new set of friends when you have children because mm. nobody wants to hang out with you because now you got the, the kids. Except for me because I love kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's not the norm. I don't know. Is it the norm? Uh, it depends. Depends on where you live. I live in LA. So and like you're so different. Normal. It's not like you're doing lame stuff. Like you're doing really cool stuff. So you guys are well, different. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we feel like um, we didn't hang out as much with our friends because of the kids. But then we also realized that when we wanted to hang out with people similar age, nobody really wants to go do the quote-unquote fun stuff because maybe it's not that fun for them. And when I'm saying fun stuff, I just mean like really active stuff. Like Ryan will get up in the morning, he's going to want to surf, and then afterwards he wants to bike, and then we'll go out on the boat and just kind of go, 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 go. But we get great pleasure out of that. And we don't want to just go for a mini hike and then go sit at happy hour somewhere at yeah. this point. No, I'm the same way. I think that's why we get along. Yeah, must, must be, right? You always go, go, go. Yeah, and I always want to, like, be up and do something fun and active. Thinking about being up and doing something and something fun and active. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, going on with your birthday tomorrow? I heard that you have a birthday challenge, and I heard because you invited me. <laughs> yes, so hopefully you'll come. Um, so for my birthday, I'm a birthday person. Some people are birthday people and some people are not birthday people, right? Like some people like want to do the birthday thing and other people are like, yeah, I don't even want to know it's my birthday. But I love birthdays. Um, and I always want to, I'm the type of person that wants to constantly challenge myself and be better every year. So every birthday, I look at it as another opportunity to challenge yourself in a new way. So this year, turning 29, I'm doing the theme of basically a triathlon. 
So I want to swim for 29 minutes, bike for 29 miles, and then run for 9.2 miles or 2.9. Depends on how my legs are feeling. I really want to do the 9.2, but if I have to do the 2.9, I'll do the 2.9. Then I want to finish it off with 29 push-ups, 29 sit-ups, and 29 burpees. That sounds awesome. And where are you going to do all this? Um, I'm hoping to do it on Sanibel. Okay. So, you guys, if you're around and you're listening to this on Saturday, show up tomorrow on Sanibel. <laughs> yeah, because I think that'll be really pretty because I want to swim in the Gulf and I want to bike through Sanibel and over the bridge and then um, potentially run over the bridge, but run through Sanibel. All to be determined. Very exciting. Yeah. I, mean, I like how you're just kind of flying with it, too. No, that's good. Yeah, you know, just something different to challenge yourself. You know, you always want to challenge yourself and, and grow and improve. So I use my birthday as an opportunity to do that. That's awesome. And that goes right along with what we're going to talk about today, because today we're going to talk about running and cross-training. And we're going to do that with Morgan the Moose which is Morgan Wright, an American Ninja Warrior. But before we do that, Angela, why don't you tell us, or why don't you read one of our iTunes reviews to us? Okay, so ironically, one of our iTunes reviews is from a Morgan L. So this is a female Morgan. And Morgan says that she can't wait each week to listen to our new podcast. She finds the information really fulfilling and has been inspired to run her first 5K. So thanks, Morgan. All right. Thank you, Morgan, so much. And we're really happy that we were able to inspire you. And now let's move on to our interview with Morgan Wright. Morgan the Moose Wright has been a fan favorite of the Ninja and Las Vegas Nationals finalist for over four years now on the hit TV show American Ninja Warrior. Morgan received his nickname from his signature moose hat that he wears while competing in various athletic events. Moose is a former U.S. Army first lieutenant and veteran of Operation Enduring Freedom. He is highly decorated PE teacher, received the coveted Golden Apple Award, as well as physical education teacher of the year. His fourth time receiving this distinction. Morgan has two children, Jackson and Jocelyn. Without any further ado, let's hear from Morgan. All right. Thank you, Morgan. That was an All right. I'm here with Morgan Wright. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your running, and everything pre-American Ninja Warriors? Well, let's see. Uh, I started off being the typical teenager, you know, back in my day, playing Nintendo and uh, moving around. And uh, I didn't actually start picking up running till, uh boot camp. I was fresh into the military at 18. And I was pretty average at everything except for running. I, I realized that, it was, hey, this is something I'm good at. I was getting positive attention. So I started really picking that up, and I became fantastic at it. Ended up on the uh, Army boxing team out of Fort Hood, where I found that the running uh, really boosted my cardio, and I ended up with a 9-2 and two record. So I was pretty happy about that. Uh, running has been one of those things that kind of stuck with me over the years. And even, even when I transitioned into Ninja, I actually went from running to ops course racing to cage fighting to Ninja. And uh, because I had tired of getting hit in the face, that apparently really hurts. Two out of 10 would not recommend. 
But it just kind of – it was like a really nice flow. And, and I still do run to this day, even though I do focus mostly on Ninja. Okay, so why did you move away from running? And um, can you tell us a little bit about um, what type of workouts that you fell in love with with Ninja Warrior that made you want to do that? Okay, so when I started seeing these advertisements, uh, Warrior Dash was the first big one that was like this party atmosphere. You're not only going to run a 5K – You're going to get really dirty while doing it. And I was like, man, you know, I'm wearing a costume. I was wearing this, some silly costume. I don't remember. Uh, but no one had their headphones in because nobody wanted to get them dirty. We you know waterproof headphones were still kind of iffy back then. But everyone was talking. We were laughing. You know how it goes. When you run for time or you're running competitive, it's not fun. You can literally feel your soul and your body and, and just your mental drain going down the tubes. Uh, and that, and that's what we want. We understand we're testing ourselves, but having that opportunity to like have a fun run in mud with other people and Hey, just when you start getting tired, Oh, look, there's a fun little obstacle you could do and have some teamwork. It was very alluring and it started kind of catching me onto that. Uh, so what I was doing for the fitness part of that to kind of train to mix up my training is I, I did what a lot of kids did. I built a pull up bar right outside of my house. And I would run a mile, come do a bunch of pull-ups, a bunch of chin-ups, and then just hang off of it for a while, drop, run another mile, do it again. I'd be doing like five or ten circuits of this. Uh, my, on my, my run, I noticed my running days were no longer just like a flat run. As much as I enjoyed running for time, I was finding that nice balance of being able to mix it up. That's nice. And um, that talks right about um, that goes right to the importance of cross-training as well. I do notice a huge difference in my overall fitness. Uh, when I was running, I always felt like I was in shape. And then running, I realized, makes you good at running. And, and it's good because running, running helps you live longer. Weight training helps you enjoy that life while you're living longer. And, and that's a very important uh, separation there because I would notice that running does build an aspect of cardio And then at the time, I also started cross-training a little bit. I went to uh, jiu-jitsu, which for the listeners who might not know what that is, that's submission-based wrestling. If you ever watch a uh, UFC fight and they're rolling around on the ground, uh, going for an arm lock or a choke, that would be jiu-jitsu. And I noticed that uh, I would have guys in jiu-jitsu, they'd be like, oh, man, my cardio is terrible. I can barely run a mile. I'm like, no, dude, you, we just rolled for 25 minutes solid. You have fantastic cardio. You're just a terrible runner. And meanwhile, I was the other way. I was a fantastic runner and terrible at wrestling. Uh, so when I started finding these ways to cross-train, I noticed my overall health and my quality of life was, was enjoyable. Right. Okay, so then when you go from something like just running to um, doing other things, did you feel that your body changed muscle mass-wise and how you were built? I did notice uh, a significant growth. I will say... Once you, a lot of us as runners, we tend to be pretty disciplined. We know, we know we're going to get up. We're, some of us are getting up at five in the morning, putting on our shoes, strapping in, and we're doing that. We are fueled on discipline. And a lot of times I notice my gym friends will work out when they're motivated. It's easy to work out when you're motivated. Working out when you're disciplined is where the challenge is. 
And for runners, it, uh, it was a much easier shift for me to go from running to adding and cross training and weightlifting. I did notice that uh, I, I did appreciate putting on the size. I mean, we all runners as a as a group, we can tend to spot other runners. We see the way we're built. We suddenly have these, you know, ginormous calves. Our calves are almost the same size as my chest for some reason, you know. And then, <laughs> but and then I, when I, when I started looking at this thing, you know, I was like, man, you know, I gotta. I started fleshing myself out a little bit. I did notice that my run time did suffer a little bit, but I was also starting to dial back on my running. Uh, a lot of us will run as a lifetime uh, type of activity. I was starting to become a little bit more injury prone. Anytime I would up my mileage or up my speed, because I, I was chasing that sub five minute mile and I wanted to break the five minute mile one time. I got, I hit 504 twice the exact same time and I was but anytime I got really up in my training I became injury prone so I noticed by dialing it back and mixing it up I noticed not only were my runs more enjoyable overall when I was taking the competitive aspect of it I felt it made me more well-rounded just as a, a, a not only an athlete but as a person in general so, okay, let me go back to your Ninja Warrior journey then. Um, so then you did a few, you started dabbing into a, a few of those mud runs, I want to call them. And then yeah. how did you end up on national television for Ninja Warrior? Oh, goodness. Okay, so it turns out my daughter, who was a fantastic runner, at, even at an early age, she, she was also a huge Ninja fan. And she loved the show. And she was like, dad, dad, dad. You do the races, you should do the ninja show. And I'm like, yeah, sure, kid. I'll, I'll get right on that. And it turns out, though, for her 10th birthday, uh, she was like, Dad, for my birthday, I want you to apply for the show. And I'm just like, well, crap. All right. So I, I, she followed me around for about two weeks filming videos of me on my cell phone. She uh, asked one of our mutual friends who she knew was an, an audiovisual teacher, hey, my daddy's doing videos. Will you help edit? And so me and the teacher got together. We chopped up the videos. We sent it in. Didn't think anything of it. Bam. Phone call rings eight weeks later. Hey, Moose, you're coming to American Ninja Warrior. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. So that's when the cross-training, you know, that's when keeping it real almost went real wrong because I suddenly had to start cross-training like I, like I actually believed in myself. Now, I showed up and it was insane because I didn't know a lot of things that people don't know about the show. They film at night. I didn't hit the stage till about two thirty in the morning for the first show, that's and a cool. teacher. I'm a school teacher. I, I, that's like staying awake on a Friday until Tuesday. Like if I'm up at two thirty, <laughs> that usually means something's really, really wrong. Godzilla's back. Run, like so. And it it was fun on my first. I wiped out on the fifth obstacle of my first season, and I didn't think much about it. I was like, oh well, I tried. Well, it turns out that uh, a bearded guy running around with a moose hat on is a huge fan favorite. So they kept bringing me back year after year. And then I've made it to the Vegas finals. I murdered the buzzer in Miami. Uh, last season, I did great in Atlanta. I did take this season off because COVID and being a school teacher, I needed to keep everything. I'm really big on keep everything. You know what? No, no politics, but if I have a chance to keep some people safe, I think I'll do that. They did invite me back for next year. They encouraged me to apply. and I'll probably go back. I'd find, you know, four times is good, but five is just that nice. You can put five on one hand. So <laughs> I got one more year left in me, by God. You'll see the moose on the stage getting loose one more time. 
Oh, wow. So, but how did your daughter know that you were going to be able to do that. She must have seen you work out. And then that brings me back to those obstacle courses. I've done mud runs and they don't have any type of ninja warrior obstacle. So how did you um, train? For oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of it, it, I was really lucky because a lot of it comes down to grip and, and the muscles you're saying, a lot of your lats, your pull-ups. Well, it turns out that uh, wrestling and jiu-jitsu and MMA work a lot of the same muscles. I would do a lot of the wrestling wearing uh, the gi, which is that big bathrobe-looking thing you'll see. So my grip was actually already pretty surprisingly strong. I did. I don't weigh a lot. I, I, I'm. I'm. This is me huge at 178. Normally, I walk around looking like a fun-sized Snickers. Like like when I was competing for wrestling, I was at 150. 150 to 155 bracket and then later on i went to 165 and i'm like oh i'm huge now <laughs> and then i think i finally hit puberty about a year and a half ago and now i'm 178 because i'm not cutting weight for this next season so i i just would spend a lot of time uh just doing the same repetitive exercises and like pull-ups chin-ups like i said the salmon ladder i actually had to drive 90 minutes to go to a gym just to learn how to do that the, the mechanics, though, are the exact same. When you'll see a CrossFitter, people will tease CrossFitters for their, that kipping pull-up, but the mechanics are still sound. If, you're, if your muscle gets sore, whatever the exercise is, it works the muscles out. That kipping mechanic works for the same ladder. The first time I saw a warped wall, I panicked. The warped wall looks so easy on the show. You're like, how did I miss that? And then you see one in real life, and you're like, oh, that's what 14 feet looks like. Crap, I'm gonna die. You know, and that's when you realize gravity is a real thing. But uh, I did notice that a lot of those things that were uh, inherently already built into me, thanks to wrestling and obstacle course racing. That makes sense. Um, and it also makes sense that you had to drive 90 minutes to find a gym like that and, and actually had a place of practicing because there's otherwise no way that you could just go to a regular gym here locally and, um, you know, do that type of workout. Oh, yeah. It does not. I mean, I think my backyard, I have a, I spent about four grand and built up my own ninja rig in my backyard. Oh yeah. My homeowners association, they love me. They're huge fans of me. I found in the bylaws, if I called it a playground for my kids, that it's okay. It was allowed in the bylaws. So yeah, and uh, I'm actually hosting a group of kids. They're coming out. They're doing a STEM. I, I've been hosting Girl Scouts out here, Boy Scouts, uh, STEM meetings for on fitness. Uh, I just have all these little soccer teams. Because there's no ninja in the area, and I love having kids get excited about fitness. So I'm like, nope, come on out. And adults maybe too for all of our local listeners. <laughs> that is very true. I do every now and then. I do have an open gym. You do have to have insurance. I am a school teacher. If you sue me, you'll get like four packs of pencils and maybe one ream of paper. That's all you get if you, if you hurt yourself over here. Well, I'm sure you have a pretty good waiver in place, I'm assuming. I'm hoping the lawyer in me is hoping that for you. I, uh, oh man, I, I literally video filmed them promising not to sue me that they have insurance and I throw it to a Google Drive. That's Florida, baby. <laughs> right.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right. So we've established that you um, think that cross training is a pretty important in life. And um, how in other ways, besides being physically active, do you think cross training can affect your life in a positive way? Cross training gives us more experiences. The older, think of, think about as we age, if we're in our twenties and I'm like, Hey lady, come try this. Heck yeah, I'll do that. And then we hit our thirties. Hey, I'm gonna jump on this plane. And all right, fine. And as we continue to get older, we want to go less and less out of our comfort zone. Cross training reminds us to not only stay young, but to stay fresh. We're still we're gonna try new things. You know, a lot of times we will not cross train doing the exact same thing. We have small changes that we work in. Some work, some don't. But it keeps us fresh mentally. The biggest uh, sin for us. As athletes, be it runners, be it lifters, be it ninjas, is to get sunk into that tedium where our work, we're just going through the motions and we lose our passion and our enjoyment of what we're doing. Cross training gives us a way to find excitement, to keep that passion going. I, I, I realize I'm, I'm now closer to 50 than I am to 40, but I'm not ready to stop being me yet i'm not ready to like just sink in and be like i have too many of my friends and my peers that they're now their main sport is to sit on their couch and watch other people do sports for them on television i'm not ready for that and cross training helps you meet new people new experiences and new venues things that you might not have ever known that you like i had no idea i was gonna like ninja and then it turns out i'm the world's okay as ninja so i'm pretty enjoying that i'm having a lot of fun with it i'm a fan favorite so far I still enjoy running. I'll still go to local 5Ks. Uh, I'll still go to the occasional mud run. And it just keeps you grounded. And most importantly, it makes you enjoy what you're doing. That's awesome. I love how you said that because, um, you know, I'm getting to that age too. I think anybody over 30, people start slowing down, you start having kids. And you and I talked about that um, prior to to recording this, that you slow down, you have kids, and all of a sudden your life um almost seems like it's over because your focus is only on the children and not anything that you do for yourself. And you kind of just let go of everything. And that, that is huge. I love that you brought that up, Letty. For all of our listeners out there who are worried about what she just said, let me be the voice of reassurance on that. Children, they're your kids. They will inherently want to do the things that you are doing. They will look up at you. You are, their whole world revolves around you and your hobbies. So remember, they are a sponge. My kids were running around with me. Yeah, we're, we're going at like a 30-minute mile per mile pace because they're two. They're barely walking. But they were enjoying it. And then later on, they're in the running stroller with me. Then later on, my daughter ran her first 5K at age five. And then later on, she, I said, she wanted to run an obstacle course race with me. And I said, sure, kid, you make a 5K in under 30 minutes, I'll let you come to a race with me. She pulled a 27 minute and some change 5K at age seven. And then it just, 
I started taking her. There's a, a national race called Savage, and it's a very popular race. At age 11, at age 11, she ran in the, uh, the pro wave, the 11 to 17 bracket, completed all the obstacles and podiumed with the gold medal at age 11. And it's like one of those moments you're like, okay, my kids can do this too. They, their hobbies will become yours, listeners. That's you can awesome. trust me because men would never lie. <laughs> that's awesome i love your view on um and your and your parenting input on this um you know because a lot of people probably would benefit from hearing that and so you're also a teacher physical education teacher what is the number one lesson that you teach all your kids oh goodness the number one lesson it be safe i know that sounds crazy my biggest lesson is i can replace any piece of equipment on this field And I am literally in a sport where we go out of our way to not be safe with Ninja. I mean, I am flying through the air. I'm catching things. My rotator cuffs are giving me the middle finger. Be safe. And number two, have fun. And, and I'm really big on keeping PE as fun as possible. As adults, we want to be entertained. A lot of us, we exercise because we want to be in shape. We want to look good in you know, whatever we're doing. But most importantly, we want to have fun with it. Kids are no different. There's a reason we go to CrossFit. There's a reason I'll go to obstacle course races. You know, there's a reason, you know, I, we all have a crazy playlist in our earbuds. In. We want to be entertained when we unplug from the world and go grind. And our kids are wanting that as well. I've noticed that I've kept fitness fun and my students love it. That said, given the current world we live in right now, I do, my, I would say the biggest thing I preach is to win gracefully and lose graciously. The world has enough arrogant athletes are a dime a dozen. Athletes that actually show some class, pretty rare. We all notice those athletes. You know, we notice the ones that pay attention, that are polite, that are kind. You know, it's, it's easy. People will forget who won, but they will remember how you acted. They will remember how you made them feel when you compete against them. So I am huge on sportsmanship. That's awesome. I love that too. All right. So one more um, for our listeners that are runners, what is your best advice for them if they want to obviously continue running because they're runners, but um, to bring in some cross training, any advice on um, what to do and how to balance it best? Absolutely. As runners, as athletes in general, the number one most important fitness tip of your life, go to bed on time. I have so many of my clients from personal training. Oh, but I can't. You understand? I, I, don't, I, I don't have time for that. No. What you meant, take that words, I don't have time, and replace it with, it's not a priority. Because that's what it is. We all have time. It just wasn't a priority. So find balance. When, when you cross train, make it fun. I don't count, I don't count uh, reps and sets as much as what I do is I'm big on, okay, Can I lift this at least four times? Yes. Okay. Then it's good. Uh, if I can't lift it more than four times, it's too heavy. If I can lift it more than 12 or 15 times, it's too light and I need to add more weight. I am also a huge proponent for runners specifically to anytime you step foot in a gym, train your whole body. We are not college bros. Oh, dude, today's my triceps, my quads, and my left calf day. No, no. Train your whole body. Most of us, we are professionals. We have jobs. We have husbands. We have wives. We have kids. We have deadlines. I can't say I cannot split a workout in because then what happens? 
There will be days your workout gets interrupted by work, by uh, your significant other, by your you know a pet having the sick, you know, being sick. Your kids got got their homework eaten by their pet iguana. Either way, your workout has been interrupted because for a very a valid reason. But now, you're like, oh man, now I miss triceps and, and and left quad day. Okay, great. But if you train whole body, you're hitting everything. And as runners, that's what we need anyway. It builds our whole thing up. And then when I walk in the next day and I go to the gym, I'm like, okay. I think to myself, I do an honest assessment. Because as runners, we are uniquely pretty good at self-assessments. We tend to be pretty brutally honest in how we feel about ourselves that day. And I'm going to say, okay, I'm pretty sore in my back, but my arms and my chest and my calves feeling pretty fresh. I'm going to hit those harder, but I will still hit everything on my whole body in a circle. You know, I'm in the gym. I'm dancing around. I'm gyrating on the rowing machine. I, I don't judge me. I understand. It's that's why I go to Planet Fitness. No judgment zone. But that is a no judgment zone. That's right. And they even have that on the wall. So it'd be awesome. And so let me take it. Planet Fitness is a sponsor that you wanted to plug. Uh nope. Actually, you can actually. Uh, I just happen to go there. They do treat me nice. Uh, my my sponsor that I do love, and because I am I am big on. I don't want to say cheating, but life hacks. Uh, Muscle Feast is my main sponsor. I actually dropped two larger supplement sponsors. I noticed as I became an older athlete, they uh, I was starting to get bloated and it, with things. And I mean, don't get me wrong; it's all hilarious when you can run and you can like silently fart on the runner behind you. So I did notice that they are the by far the cleanest and most open. Uh, protein that I've been able to find on the market. Their creatine has creapure. Crea if you're a runner, especially a distance runner, and you don't take creatine, you're cheating yourself. Uh, for those who don't know, the Mayo Clinic put out a five-year study saying that creatine uh, has no negligible to nil uh, bad side effects. It mostly just helps you stay hydrated for longer. It lets you run past the water station. So uh, you can work out longer or run harder before the lactic acid sets in. So I'm big on creatine and I'm big on powdered pro my whey proteins because I will never get enough protein in my diet because uh, I eat like a rabbit most of the day. Uh, I'm like a rabbit who really, really, really has a deep love affair with peanut butter. It's like peanut butter and lettuce and broccoli and oatmeal. So I've had to start supplementing and adding more protein in. So muscle feast does treat me good. Uh, most importantly, it tastes good. I am tired of all these things, like like people who like kale. Stop lying to yourself. That stuff tastes like sadness in a jar. Oh, my God. It's horrible. <laughs> I, oh, but it's green and crisp it up like a chip. Okay, cool. I put four pounds of guac and hummus on it, too. Great. Now I have diabetes and I have high cholesterol. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. <laughs> so for listeners out there, it – if you're on Instagram, I'm Morgan the Moose on Instagram. I do answer questions. Uh, I did have, you know, fun fact. I used to let my kids run my Instagram for me because they're 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 12 and 15. They're better at it than I am. I don't pay allowance around the house. So I'm like, no, I feed you. I keep you safe from bears. You can do a few dishes. It'll be okay. But uh, after Ninja, my Instagram exploded, and I'm like, okay, I need you guys to like do all the things. Then I started getting some really weird messages for a hot minute. Now now I've taken full ownership of my Instagram again. Yeah, if you have any fitness questions, I'll, I will talk fitness and shoes all day long. 
Thank you so much, Moose, for being there with us and giving us all your insights and information. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love this stuff, and I really look forward to uh, hearing some feedback from all the listeners. Remember, it's Morgan the Moose on Instagram, and let Letty know. Let me know. Enjoy the run, and get on out there and see some pavement. Put on your sunscreen, though, fam. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. awesome interview. It was really interesting to hear his perspective and the journey that he's been on and the importance that these different activities have benefited him in terms of his running. So let's talk about cross training. And and mainly, I guess our biggest takeaway is the importance of cross training for us as runners. And I think me and Letty are actually now starting to recognize the value and the importance of cross training on our own, especially based on the different injuries that we've been experiencing over the past few months. That's right, Angela, especially with um, our previous interview with Patrick Cutter, who is a very built guy, and now Morgan and all of them saying, you're more prone for injuries if you don't cross-train. And um, now it's all starting to make sense because both of us are having a little bit of a issue here and there. So um, what do you do for cross-training, Angela? So on that topic... You know, it's kind of funny. I've never been as injured as I have been this past year. And this past year, I've done the least amount of strength training that I've done in the past 10 years. So I used to always do strength training. At least four times a week, I would do strength training at the gym. So I hadn't been doing that this past year, especially with COVID. I was doing a little bit in the beginning, um, but obviously not enough. It started really getting worse right around COVID, my injury. So I would attribute that to doing less of the strength training. But anyway, going back to your question, what I've been doing is I've kind of going back to my old ways and I've been back at the gym, mask and all, um, and I've been doing some strength training. So I've incorporated two days of leg strength training, which I haven't done in the past specific legs. I've done like a little bit of legs and then one full solid day of legs, but then I would like cut back on the legs if I was doing a hard training that week or skip the legs every now and then. I was never as consistent and right now I'm being really consistent with my leg training. I'm doing some swimming, I'm doing some cycling, and I'm using the elliptical. Wow, that's a lot of cross training. Well, I got to keep myself busy when I can't run, Letty. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> it's been it's been a struggle, but it's been fun. You know, honestly, I think it's been fun just doing different things. It has been upsetting and frustrating that you can't get out there and run because it's it, everything is just not the same as it. But it has been cool just to do something different, like within this season, right? And on top of that, we don't really have that many races. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what have you been up to? So I've never really been a big gym person. Um, when I lived in Seattle, I would go to the gym and use a treadmill because, you know, it was always dark before work, dark after work. And so then I would do that. But um, the machines, I don't know. I just, I lose motivation really, really quickly unless I see instant results. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time for me to build muscle, but even that seems to be... I don't know. I'm one of those people that when I run, I feel best because I feel like I've worked out a sweat and, and it feels like I actually did something. Whereas if you go to the gym, yes, you might be a little bit sore, but I don't get that sweating effect that mentally, you know, I really needed. But I agree with you because um, 
I used to not run as much as I have the past two years, and now the injuries are tickling in. And I think it's because, you know, prolonged activities for so much. And on top of that, we've been running a lot, you know, 40, 50 miles a week, and now stuff is falling apart. So um, I've also kind of gone back to running less and uh, picked up more functional stuff, which is, I'm a big fan of that. For example, I try to teach myself how to skateboard, which is a brand new thing that I started in uh, October. Just 20 minutes a day right after I drop off the kids, because 20 minutes, you can do anything in 20 minutes. And uh, and then on top of that, yard work or whenever we have the weekend, paddle boarding or wakeboarding, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. And let me just... Uh add in that when Letty does yard work, it's not like she's pulling weeds. She's really doing yard work. So it does fall in the category of functional and cross training. So this is <laughs> this is actual work. <laughs> it is. It's a it's we li- we live on a half acre and I mow the lawn and then I do the weed eating, which is for for not having arm strength that much is um heavy equipment to be running around with, and uh, I don't know. Then I tore out bushes, and and it, it's a sweat fest every time that happens, especially because we're in Florida. And then I got the kids, right? I'm always chasing them and running around with them too. So yeah, I'm I'm more into that type of functional activity. We do have a home gym, and I aspire. I look at that stuff every day. <laughs> And I have really high aspirations of of using this stuff at some point. (laughs) (laughs) But you're doing good. Are you feeling good with the training that you're doing? I mean, I think that's awesome, the skateboarding. It's not something you hear every day that runners are doing skateboarding for cross training. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I can feel it in my legs. The only thing is that I feel that if I do get injured with that, it could be pretty bad. I do wear knee pads and elbow pads and wrist protection, but I haven't fallen yet, but I think it's just kind of a matter of time (laughs) until that happens. And hopefully by then I'll have good reflexes to, you know, roll with it or whatever it it needs to be. But I mean, who knows? Maybe you guys will hear about it (laughs) in one of the upcoming episodes. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it'll just make you stronger with running. I mean, that's something to look into. What it's engaging and what it's what different muscles that it's it's using mm-hmm. that can benefit you with running that i think that's pretty cool yeah thanks all right so angela since you have um, a coaching certificate and you're into fitness a lot and you've taught some kind of strength training at the ymca i believe I'm i was gonna, a personal trainer for a while too there we go so i'm gonna that. ask you this if a runner wants to cross train just you know using body weights at home what are some good exercises for them to do Okay, keep in mind, Letty is putting me on the spot here. But what I would say is a lot of single leg strength training is very important for runners. So, you know, when you would do a squat, squats are great, but doing more single leg activities, single leg squats, lunges, walking lunges, um, jumping lunges are really good as well. Um, just engaging different muscles within the hips, within the legs, like side lunges, reverse lunges, curtsy lunges, things like that. Um, side leg raises are good. Like some of the different Pilates moves in strengthening your hips are really great. Um, heel raises, you're strengthening your calves. Um, those would be helpful, but then also like your standard, like PT exercises where you would do like the foot wave and like the foot side to side. So you're strengthening your ankles. 
Those are helpful as well. You could do that with a band. Oh, of course, hip bridges. Hip bridges are great for strengthening your hips and strengthening your glutes. That's a really, really important exercise for runners to do on a regular basis. That's interesting because it kind of goes with the common misconception or maybe it's my misconception that since you're running, you're using your legs that you don't need to work out your legs. Yeah, but the thing is when we're running, we need to be using our glutes and we often run with our quads and then our glutes become weak, but we're going to run a lot stronger and a lot more efficient when we're running with our glutes. So waking our glutes up before a run and working on engaging them within our stride can be really helpful for us. So like doing a set of maybe some walking lunges and some hip bridges and maybe some leg swings before your run. Mm, that's a great idea. What about um, upper body stuff? I would say the most important thing as a runner would be core strength. Okay. So working on the strength of your core. So you are improving your form. So doing things like planks are a great way. Um, push-ups are good as well because they're going to involve some core strength and some stability within that type of an activity. Um, and then any type of like more like functional moves, like you're saying, is going to be helpful for your core. You can also do the standard like crunches and, you know, all of, the, of those other standard core exercises, I think those will be helpful as well, like le leg raises, whether they're hanging leg raises or lying leg raises, things like that will be helpful also. That's great information. Thanks, Angela. Yeah. All right. So with that one, we will go to our next segment of this podcast and we'll talk to our Australian physiotherapist, Brody Sharp, and um, ask him a question from one of our listeners. So let's call him. Hi, Brody. How are you doing today? Good, lady. How are you? Wonderful. I have a question for you from Jeffrey, Jeffrey Smith. He says, I have neck pain after running. Why could that be? Okay. Um, hi, Jeffrey. Uh, thanks for submitting your question. Um, neck pain, it's, it's very rare when it comes to runners. Um, and it would depend on where in the neck you are experiencing pain. Um, so I don't want to try and diagnose and uh, say that the advice is directly for you. But what I will uh, answer is the most common, I guess, form of neck pain. And it's usually the, the big muscle that kind of connects the base of your ear to the tip of your shoulder, what we call your upper trapezius muscle. Um, I hope that's the kind of area that where you are experiencing pain, because um, that's where I see it is most co common, even if um, it is rare that I see it in clinics. But If that is the case, what usually does happen with certain types of runners is it could be a technique thing. A lot of times with the arm swing, when you are running, um, people can tend to shrug very, very slightly. And what happens is those upper trapezius muscles stay switched on the entire run. And sometimes they're not strong enough or built enough to cope with that. And so after the run, you've essentially let's say if you've gone for a run for 30 minutes you've essentially done 30 minutes of a slight shrug and the muscles might get sore so that might be my best um, suggestion based on the the limited information that i do have if that is the case it could just be a general just like technique correction so trying to have awareness around what your shoulders are doing and making sure you're quite relaxed through the neck muscles when you are running 
Um, if that still isn't the case, I would try and strengthen the muscles around the shoulder. So strengthen the muscles of your upper back, of your chest, of your shoulders, and that can help offload a lot of the demands of that upper trapezius muscle. Um, but in most cases, it's more around awareness of what your upper body is doing when you're running. And it might just be a case of just trying to relax and not shrug. That could be all the difference. Okay. And since we're on that topic, when you're saying have your shoulders relaxed, how are you supposed to swing your arms while you're running? You, this is where it comes with a little bit of like feedback and following, um, some guidance or a couple of cues because when I say relaxed, it's kind of like you need to be more relaxed and there is a way that you can still swing your arms without shrugging the shoulders. So when we say shrugging, we're kind of bringing the tips of our shoulders closer to our ears. And if I'm looking at a runner who is shrugging excessively, um, it might just be the case of still swing your arms, still have a nice fluent arm swing, but let's take our, our, shoulders away from our ears and let's try and relax in that direction a little bit more not to say that we're forcing our shoulders down we're just trying to relax them a little bit more okay perfect and how um can our listeners connect with you if they want to uh, if they want to find out more information on different topics, they can go to the run smarter podcast which i host and i have a whole bunch of different episodes um if you want to contact me directly or if you want to read some of my blogs, you can go to runsmarter.online. Thank you, Brody. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully we'll have another podcast where we'll share you more share with you more specific information on different strength training that you can do that can support you specifically as a runner. But thank you all so much for listening. And we invite you to like us on social media and also give us any questions that you have for our physiotherapist, Brody Sharp. Thank you, everyone. And look out for our next podcast next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode. As always, we hope that we were able to provide you with something of value. Make sure you like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Our account you can find under WGTR Podcast. Thanks. Until next time, have a great week of running.